Welcome to Just Podcast. I'm Shandas and I'm accompanied by Bahtur Alto de Vincent Bahtur. That's my full government name. And today we're going to be talking about Sidis or Sankhuitin Zaskih Sorwal. So, Bahtla, what are your opinions on Sidis? Uh, uh, it's a good first option for many kids in Mongolia. Uh, it, would be my, it would be in the tier of my second or third option because my first option would be something along the lines of the University of Oregon or, I don't know, somewhere in Japan. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so um, a brief history on Sitsis. Uh, Sitsis start first opened in 1924 in June, uh, right in front of Sankhuitin uh, Zaskinyam, or uh, the Ministry of Finance. And uh, they, were, they were actually initially opened as a customs and registry school. And it was like, it wasn't even a full, like actual full-on university. It was called a Tursurgot, or like a part-time school, I guess. And they first started with um, six students uh, six students and one facility. Now they have over three hundred teachers, and uh, six thousand students. So it's it's actually pretty cool, and they uh have like um programs that can like set you up for fifteen uh different fifteen different uh professions, and they have over forty thousand uh forty thousand like uh, alumni, and uh, some of which include very um very high ranking officials in governments like prime ministers, uh and now, and. Like nowadays, Intro. they have like um they have these uh like majors such as Nichtlembotoch, Sanko, Bankdatal, Itinzasich, Irchtuch, Hotta, Marketing, Business Utilitech, Midtilly System, Data Analyst, Ail Chotlech, Chotlech, Uchle, Entrepreneurship, or Chotlech, Chikmeting, like Emerald Lute, or like in English, they have like many different like jobs related to finance, economy, uh, tourism, uh, and like like uh, service basically uh, everything you need to start your own business yeah yeah, yeah. like what Bachtel said and um like call me Abdul. Not, what Abdul said and not just this not just like finance and economics they have so many more like different uh majors that can help you go into different jobs and uh as of 2022 they have two doctors seven masters and 15 uh bachelor's degree programs uh, and now they still they, and now they're like they're gonna keep on improving up until twenty thirty one, which is their like uh, most furthest uh, planned thing they have. I mean, they're really um, embracing the online school era of now, where most people are doing their assignments online and most people are attending their classes online. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like this allows for them to have like a farther reach. Because like you can only get like have so many students when you like only have when you can only teach in like one city and they also have like a branch school branch school which I'll talk about later. Uh, so Bakhtar, you want to go over the timeline of cities? Um, sure. So they back in nineteen twenty four, June first, they opened as Kailin Sorwal, and it was as you said, it was a part time school. Uh, and then in 1926, they extended the course for two years and officially became a school for finance and the economics. But back in there in Mongolia, it wasn't really that much of an economic powerhouse. Um, and then a few years, nine years later, 1935, they added even more courses and majors. Uh, a year after that, the finance ministers, it became a tribute, tribute school for the finance minister. And in 1946, they extended the course from about one year to about three years. And... Uh, in 1949, it was the awarded and in 1954, they started giving scholarships to people who study for seven years or more. For background information, back then in Mongolia, it wasn't 12 years of education, it was only 10. So the bare minimum you had to do was seven. Um, 
1962, uh, if you graduated, they would give you year-long apprenticeships and internships. Uh, in 1960, in 1972, uh, people who graduated high school, you got a two-year course, which is basically just do the bare minimum 10 years. Uh, in 1991, back just way further, 20 years, they branched out and made a national finance college, kind of like a sister school. Yeah. And in 1994, they extended the college's education to match the university's education. And in 1996, they became the National Finance University. Um, in 2007, they got a new campus, which is still here today. Uh, in 2008, they gave, started giving a higher quality education. In 2009, they started using the EBSCO education system. They basically changed up the whole thing. And in 2015, they started offering online courses. You know, started embracing the online culture and in 2016 they finally became what we know today as the national university of finance and economics in 2018 they started using the best copywriting algorithm available for their online courses and in 2019 they became the first school in mongolia to give diplomas through blockchains and in 2022 uh, because of coronavirus they started using your know, cloud data the, a cloud database to you know give out their online courses and all their educational stuff. And in 2021 and beyond, they made a very expeditious plan for the next decade that involves, you know, more online courses, adding more majors and giving more diplomas to people. Uh, like they, they have like a really rich history and they just like keep on improving as you can see. And they've like um, actually shown that they can actually adapt to like uh, modern situations. And I feel like that's um, something that's very useful uh, especially for something that for a school that's going to be like the future of our nation, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah uh, and like as Bachta said, they opened a sister school, but they also have this other sister school, but it's like um, not a university or like a college, but it's actually a high school. Not not a high school. It's just like an entire school. Like uh, and they opened in 2014 on the site of Sitzis with uh, 260 students, 30 teachers, 12 grades. Uh, in-person and online classes and uh, there it is a very good school and they have and they use the Unuki system and um, they also have a lot of extracurricular activities uh, like they give you like so many chances to improve yourself and starting from the second grade students get the opportunity to learn English and then this and then after the sixth grade they uh, get the opportunity to learn Japanese, Chinese, and Korean. And uh, in 2021, recently, they started using um, Pearson program, uh, one from uh, Britain's BBC. And uh, I feel like this is a huge step towards like improving themselves, uh, not just uh, but like cities uh, overall. And I feel like, like the sky is the limit for them right now. Uh, do you think so? I, I really do think so. Wow. I'm trying to form a question about the uh, learning foreign language after the sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if when would hobby school would implement that? I mean, oh. They have implemented it, but I wish they implemented it just a few years ago. Oh, uh, yeah, I see. Yeah. I mean, like, just because of that, like, um, like 10th graders and 11th graders right now uh, didn't get the opportunity to fully learn uh, languages. But other than that, we have so many extracurricular activities. And I feel like... Um, like this is my this is my bias speaking, but I feel like we have better extracurricular activities, especially interest podcast. You know what I'm saying? Um, now just looking at my ninth graders and looking at the eighth graders, they're learning Japanese and Chinese and all these other you know, languages other than English, 
And plus, next year, Mr. Kieran told us that you ninth graders would start learning actual AP calculus mm. instead of pre-AP. So uh, it feels like we're just being beta tested and they mm. are actually being the final product. I mean, um, I think we're a bit off topic, but uh, I feel like that's the hand we were dealt and we have to just play with that card, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, Bakhtla, do you have any like um, things you would like to say about Sidis? Um, I'd say my final comment about Sidis is it's a really good option for everyone in Mongolia, no matter if you want to go abroad or not. Mm-hmm. However, there's no however, it's perfect. <laughs> I want to say perfect because we don't actually go there, but I feel like it is a very good school and um, a solid option if you are unable to find um, like a school abroad to go to or you just want to stay home in Mongolia. So, so this concludes um, our Sidis episode on Inches Podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening and I hope to catch you on the next episode. Thank you.